You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Alexa, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday. It is a game day here in the Crescent City as the Pelicans are set to take on the Washington Wizards. Revenge game? Streak-busting game? Losing streak-busting game, hopefully, though the Wizards have played well, and we'll preview this game in the third segment. The Pelicans definitely need to get a win here, but we got to look at a couple other things, and after the Pelicans skipped out on talking to the media on on Monday after the loss to the Celtics. We're going to talk about that here. We got a little bit more clarification from the players on Tuesday, kind of how this is all gone. And, you know, it was Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis speaking to the media. They were requested after the game and not obviously given since they didn't want to talk. But it's worth mentioning kind of what they said, what their look is going into things right now. Maybe they found a way to get the ship righted for this Pelicans team. Then in the second segment, I want to look at the in-game splits for this team. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. We know they're getting off to slow starts, but just how bad are the numbers? And did you know, Davis and Holiday saying anything that maybe we can kind of take away to expect that to change. So let's kind of take a look at all of this that's going on before previewing the game in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. If you're a new listener, thank you very much for tuning in and making Locked on Pels part of your day. And if you've been with me through any point of all of this, I appreciate it as well. Those listens are important. And please, if you get a chance, leave a five-star rating and subscribe. All of that helps keep this free and five days a week for you. So the Pelicans players didn't talk to the media after the Boston Celtics lost. They just completely skipped out. There are NBA rules in place that basically mean some people need to talk. And I know the the rest of the media requested Davis and Holiday to kind of question them a little bit about that loss to the Boston Celtics, which was pretty pathetic in a way with all the turnovers. And it seems like there's just, they didn't want to talk about it. They're humans. They don't enjoy this. But you know what? Losing and dealing with this and talking to the media is part of their jobs. It's part of why they're paid millions upon millions of dollars. They should have just spoken and answered stupid questions for three minutes, which is what that would have been instead of making this a a bigger story than it really needed to be. And it's the expectation. Imagine if you went into your job and just go, I'm not going to do that. Boss is going to be rightly pissed at you and you might get in trouble. And this is terrible if you're a member of the media because you have deadlines you need to meet. You have quotes you need to get from them and you speak to people to get ideas on what to write about. I don't really lump myself in with that group, but those guys are my friends and I know that this is important to them. So I really hate to see something like this. So as much as it's easy to say, you know, well, they're human, they're players, this is part of their job. You got to do it. They didn't. And it's a bad look. And that's all we really need to say with it regarding that. But certainly the Pel- it means the Pelicans were unhappy with themselves and how they played in Monday night's loss, particularly the turnovers. So at practice yesterday, Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday spoke together at the same time instead of doing separate interviews, probably a smart move there, and kind of addressed some of this. You know, they said they were frustrated. They didn't think they played well in that game and they know they can do better. Before they both spoke, Alvin Gentry said the team skipped film to kind of talk about what's going on. And Holiday and Davis 
echoed the same sentiment, saying, we all got together and we talked like men and worked it out like men to kind of figure out what's going on. I don't know what that necessarily entails. It doesn't sound like it was heated. And I don't think this is like a players only meeting or anything like that. Since it sounds like Alvin Gentry was there and almost trying to do maybe like a group therapy type of thing to kind of get this team back where they need to be. Because certainly the the performance against the Boston Celtics wasn't good. The effort and energy were there. They were trying in that game. They were just all sorts of sloppy. And we covered it in yesterday's podcast, particularly Drew Holiday. And then a couple things in their interview with Davis and Holiday was said that was pretty intriguing. Someone asked about kind of the turnovers and Holiday made a joke, but it's kind of like one of those passive aggressive jokes where like it's a funny comment and then you're like, wait, what? And that's where he, he comes in as someone asked this and he says, you know, move me off ball and make Anthony Davis point guard. And he says this is a joke. But you can, it just doesn't look like he's joking with this sort of thing. It's more, he wants to play off ball and he knows he wants to play off ball. And then Anthony Davis says something like, yeah, you know, Drew's better off ball. We want to get him off ball. You should have seen the look on Holiday's face. The video's out there if you want to take a look at the clip after practice of both these guys speaking to the media. But Holiday's face, when he, when Davis says we want him to play off ball, is just, it. it's like, sums up what's going on with this Pelicans team right now. And we talked about on yesterday's pod, you know, they have two options. You can go after a wing. You can go after a point guard. Which one do you kind of want to cash your your money in for in your assets? And they said, you know, maybe they just want to kind of weather this storm out till you get Alfred Payton back. You have that ball handler back that forces or moves Holiday off ball. And then you can kind of use it on a wing and maybe a more well-rounded squad when that's the case. After looking at this stuff with Holiday and some of these splits and everything, I'm not sure. You know, I really think maybe at this point you do need to kind of make a move for a wing because, or not a wing, sorry, a point guard, because things are getting kind of bad if you're this team right now. And it's a little bit surprising to see. And it's kind of disappointing. So it, you've got to kind of wonder what they need to do. But the way Holiday looked and talked to the media after everything, Certainly, it seems like he wants another point guard in there or someone to kind of take those ball handling duties off of him and away from him. And when he kind of looks at it like that, and he's kind of saying this, and we've seen how good he is when he's in a role where he feels comfortable and it suits his skill set a little bit more, maybe it really is just time to kind of get him off ball and go make a move and bring in another point guard or at least something. You know, wave Tim Frazier, bring someone else in, Jared Jack maybe, someone like that that can kind of handle the ball a little bit more because certainly they need to do something. And it seems like maybe Holiday would be a little bit happier and frankly a much more effective player should the team do that. But honestly, that's just kind of a wait-and-see thing now. What do the Pelicans do? Because you have to know they're working very hard behind the scenes to kind of make a move and to improve this team. Something that is maybe more timely and important is something that Alvin Gentry said that has to do with first quarters and getting off to good starts. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment coming right up. So ever since I've started doing the podcast, people ask me a lot of questions, you know, what moves are the Pelicans going to make? How do I get into the sports casting, sports talking industry? But oftentimes it's also what team to bet on. And honestly, to that one, I've got no idea. And frankly, it seems like my listeners know better than I do when it comes to that. And if you think you're one of them and you think you know who's going to win the games, you've got to check out my bookie. 
Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet you're going to make this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is unbelievably easy to use. You're at the game, you find someone is going to be out injured, you got to put a bet there. You need an easy mobile site to navigate and make it as simple as possible to place a bet, and my bookie does it. So lay down some cash and win big today. I'd only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win they pay. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. You can even bet on how many fantasy points a guy is going to score out there if you're big on the NFL and those kind of numbers. So join now and my bookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. That's free money right there. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-K-I-E and don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus free money you guys you play you win you get paid over at my bookie so after practice yesterday Alvin Gentry did point to one area where the team has really struggled and if you've watched this team over any of the past couple games you obviously know what I'm going to talk about and that's first quarters first halves really And he kind of dove into some of the numbers, but I'm here to kind of extrapolate and break them down a little bit more for you because the Pelicans have really struggled this year to start games. And we can see it based out on their in-game splits. NBA.com slash stats has it where it breaks it down by quarter, one, two, three, four, and we can kind of see how they play during each of those times. The Pelicans have an offensive rating of 100.2 in the first quarter and a defensive rating of 119.4 for a negative 9.2 net rating in the first period. Pretty bad. They're not great in the second quarter either with a negative net rating of 2.1, but things dramatically rebound for this team in the third and fourth quarter where they have a positive net rating of 9.1 in the third, and then in the fourth quarter, a net rating of 4.0. So it's kind of a tale of two halves for the Pelicans. We've seen this. They struggled off the out of the gate against the Knicks. You know, they struggled against Philadelphia before putting on a pretty furious comeback in the game before that. They're kind of no-showing against the Wizards for the first half, too. And they've just been recently getting out to really rough, at least offensive starts. And that kind of compounds their defense because they're giving up a lot of fast breaks with turnovers. So the bad offense with the turnovers kind of leads to more issues. So right now, it's really the turnovers that we want to look at because that's where the Pelicans really do struggle. 22 against Boston. I mean, you're just not going to win very many games. So looking at it by quarter, the Pelicans average 4.1 turnovers in the first quarter, 3.9 in the second. So basically both there, they're at four. And then it drops a little bit down to 3.4 in the third and 3.7 in the fourth. So there's a significant difference there. If you put this out to say per 48 minutes, if they were playing like the entirety of the first quarter for the entire, or sorry, the entirety of a game like they do in the first quarter, this team is going to be averaging 16.6 turnovers per game, 15.6 in the second, and then it would drop to 13.7 before kind of bouncing back up basically to 15 back in the fourth quarter. So the third quarter is where the Pelicans are doing really, um, really well. But the first quarter, they are struggling. Their shooting percentage is actually the highest in that quarter, which is no surprise. You're fresh. You've got your legs under you. But everything else just isn't kind of it. They're not nearly getting to the line as much as they could be. They average the fewest amount of free throw attempts 
for uh, per quarter for them in the first, and the turnovers are higher than any other quarter. So this is a bit of a problem, and it's kind of surprising to see, given that you're fresh, you should be able to come out and do this. And I don't know what it is, but it really is the turnovers, and you're just going to kind of get ground down if that's the case. And Drew Holiday, in particular, is kind of guilty of this. You can look at his play in the first quarter, same thing, break it down, in-game splits by quarter and net rating. He has a negative net rating of 9.6 in the first quarter, which is no real surprise because he basically plays the entirety of the first quarter. But then it significantly jumps up. It's a positive net rating in the second quarter at four. He's amazing in the third quarter with a net rating of 12.5 and then 8.5 in the fourth. But that first quarter has just been absolutely brutal for him. And it really comes down to the turnover. So we can look at these numbers for him in uh, break it down by quarter and everything. We've got to kind of equalize it. So we're going to look at these per 100 possessions to kind of give us an idea of how exactly he's playing in these quarters. He would average per 100 possessions by himself almost six turnovers in if you kind of extrapolated out the first quarter numbers. Six is is not good, to be honest. That's pretty bad. If you want to look at it maybe on a more realistic number thing, we can do it per 36 minutes um, for him by period, and he's still averaging almost five. That's not good for your lead guard who's trying to create offense for for others to be turning the ball over on that many possessions and being just not nearly as effective as other times. I think it's maybe early on in the game he feels like he needs to set up others and set the tone that way. But as we just talked about in the last segment, he even knows that's not what he's best at and he needs to be off ball where he can be instinctual and attack and just kind of play that way and worry about just kind of creating for himself and getting open and rim running a little bit because he gets down low pretty often and just do all of those things. And he's not able to do that when they're trying to run their offense early on in games. I think you're seeing it really start to impact the Pelicans, particularly in the first half. And if you want to get even more specific, the first quarter, which is where they're really losing these games. Alvin Gentry said it to the media yesterday. He goes, you know, after these first quarters, when you go on big runs, it just means we're down six instead of up eight because we've been getting outscored tremendously in the first quarter, giving up something like 36.5 points per game or something like that over the past handful. That's not going to win you very many, and now you have to spend even more energy just digging out of a hole. You necessarily have the energy at the end to kind of close the game down and shut teams down and kind of win games that way. So it's been a big issue, and a lot of it does start with Drew Holiday, maybe unfairly so, because he's kind of being thrust into this role that really isn't the best for him. So we can see the Pelicans just... First quarters are an issue, and you have to wonder if it starts with Holiday. They need to get him some help, certainly. Maybe Anthony Davis can try and take over a little bit more, but he's a big. He needs people to get him the ball. And in the Boston Celtics game, Drew was trying to get him the ball. He was just making bad passes, and they were kind of sloppy about a lot of this. So until they get a guy who's maybe better at that, who's better at making those kind of back passes to a a trailing Anthony Davis, not necessarily in the pick-and-roll situation, they're going to struggle. And then those are turnovers that are live ball turnovers that turn in the teams running in transition and scoring that way, and it compounds in on itself. So not only are you getting empty possessions, you're gifting easy points to the opponent. So first quarter's pretty rough for the Pelicans so far this year. It seems like they've talked about it. We're going to see if they're kind of a change team tonight against the Washington Wizards. 
So it's game day here in the Crescent City as the Pelicans are set to take on the Washington Wizards. This is the second time these two teams have played. They did play back on November 24th on that second night of a back-to-back -back after losing to the Knicks. And which was a pretty disappointing 10-point loss. It was 124-114 to the Washington Wizards. But this Wizards team, though, we make fun of them and they kind of have this disastrous of a practice and everything earlier on in the year. They have won three out of their last four, but they're also three and three over their last six. And they've looked very, very bad at times. And you have to figure there is some dysfunction still bubbling under the surface. Remember that awful practice they had where everyone just exploded at each other came in the midst of a three-game winning streak. And that wasn't enough to save it. So you have to wonder if winning is actually going to necessarily do anything to kind of get these guys back on the same page or liking each other. But you know what? They're playing pretty well all told right now and they're doing it by playing pretty smart basketball you're getting big performances from Bradley Beal and John Wall if you look at some of these things they're probably averaging each close to 30 over these past three or four games right now and that'll kind of really get you pretty far and they're not turning the ball over either so the Pelicans defensively need to just rebound really well because this is a Washington team that doesn't really go after a ton of offensive boards and when you look at them over the past handful of games especially in their wins, they're not getting um, significant offensive boards. So I think that is a way that you can really try and kind of beat this team. Sound on the defensive glass and their possessions. Don't give them second chances. Wall can turn into a chucker. Beal can turn into a chucker. Otto Porter can, you know, not be nearly as good as some people kind of want him to be. And that's kind of it. You know, you've got to limit the damage that can happen off of the bench. You've got Markeith Morris there who can score. Austin Rivers had 18 against the Pelicans the other night. So he's going to take a bit of a complete effort from the Pels, but if you can get a very good first quarter, that kind of goes a lot towards stabilizing this team a little bit. It's going to be tough, though, because Washington's offense, when they're not turning the ball over and playing efficiently like they are, they've been putting up 30-plus in the first period pretty regularly um, recently, but they struggled very much so in that win against the Los Angeles Clippers. They did lose that first half by like something like 19 points and then have to mount a furious comeback in the third and fourth period to do that. They don't want to be down because then they're shooting more and the Pelicans can kind of deal with that. Variance might kick in and maybe you win the game that way. But this is going to be a tough one. So the Pelicans need to kind of get this one right. And I just, I have no idea which team we're going to see. But if you're a Pelicans fan watching this, the way they play in that first period, you're going to have a pretty good idea of which team is showing up. Did the talk they all have really work and matter? We're going to find out in this game tonight when the Wizards come to town and hopefully the Pelicans can get a win, end this four-game losing streak, not continue that anymore, and get things back on track because they're heading right back on the road pretty soon after. So you got to take care of business at home, have that home field advantage, home court, I should say, in the NBA advantage, and kind of get those wins while you can get them because right now the Western Conference is pretty rough. And though you're not falling back in the standings, we talked about it yesterday, this stuff can really hurt you later on in the season. So enjoy the game tonight. Thank you all for listening. Please leave a five-star review here on Locked on Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast from. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.